1: Want to stay up to date on the latest news and research about boys? Subscribe to Building Boys Bulletin. It's a weekly newsletter that contains inspiration and encouragement, as well as links to and highlights of relevant articles, videos, and podcasts. I comb through the news so you don't have to. Get Building Boys Bulletin delivered directly to your inbox each Monday for $5.99 a month or $60 a year. To subscribe, go to buildingboys.net, enter your email, and click the red check mark. You'll be taken directly to the subscription page. Crying
2: in your car is okay. Mm -hmm. Crying in your car is okay. We are in a whole new world And Today, we are taking your questions, dear listeners, about what's going on for you in this time of COVID-19, in this time of self-isolation, being with your kids 24-7. I did have a mom tell me yesterday, Jen, that she actually feels like she's getting to know her kids in a whole new way, spending so much time with them. So there's a, you know, there's positives here
1: as well. For better or for worse, right?
2: This is true. It was for better in that particular instance. But the point is, you know, that we're having an opportunity to slow down and that can be very stressful and there can be really moments of wonder and joy in this as well. How are you doing at your house?
1: I wanted to comment on that, actually, because this does not feel like a slowdown for so many parents that I know. If you are a parent who is fortunate enough that you are still working and are able to work from home, you are working. If you have multiple kids, all of your kids are there. They need attention. Your spouse might also be there. I'm hearing from parents who feel more stressed than they do in normal times because they don't have the supports that they usually have to help them. Childcare is not there. School's not there. Extracurriculars aren't there. A lot of us working parents, especially work from home parents, we do our work when our kid is at tennis practice or soccer Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And all those things are gone right now. I know um, one mom of of two school age boys shared this week that she has not felt pulled in this many directions since the postpartum period wow and that really resonated with me and then for me personally i'm feeling this huge disconnect between people who are posting about how bored they are and are trying to stay busy binge watching and i'm still trying to hold up all of these plates
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's tough and i don't want to minimize either of those experiences on the one hand i am so fortunate and grateful. That I do have a house of people right yeah I have a lot going on right now and you don't and that's hard in a whole different way
2: house of a cat people this you know as we said everything's positive everything's negative I mean everything has both in it and Mm -hmm. we're all in uncharted waters here I know you're reaching out to all of your people in your Building Voice Facebook group, and I've been in heavy dialogue with my Facebook group and, and just wanting to support as best we can. And hopefully today's show will be another way of supporting you and a- answering your questions.
1: All of us are running into unexpected dilemmas. And questions unique to this very unique situation and so those are some of the questions we're gonna be tackling today yeah Janet what do you have for us
2: well a big question that I'm getting a lot of and let's just talk about it right off the bat is how do we navigate online school
1: oh here's a here's a direct question that I got from a parent also related how do we help our boys step up to the self-motivation self-discipline required to do online school there's a lot to this topic
2: tons and i think it's really important and we say this all the time is you have to know your child and make decisions that are in the best interest of your child and your family and some of what is being required or asked of from the teachers from the school district it may just not be a fit for you right now. And you may have to say, yeah, we'll do 50% of that work. And I want to say upfront too, is that if your child is stressed and we are all stressed right now, like the air we breathe is stressed. There is no,
1: if your child is stressed, whether your child is telling you that or not, your child is stressed. And so are you, whether you're admitting it to yourself or not.
2: Yeah. So that is the place that you have to start and start to allay some of that stress. And I think a big piece of that is being in nature, getting outside, being playful together is way more important than sitting down in a Zoom room on Monday morning with your first grader. So when you can start to feel some ease in that stress, if you feel, when hopefully you feel ease in that stress, then it's, then you can turn your sights towards, okay, we've got to start focusing on some schoolwork, but a stressed brain cannot learn and you're actually just causing more stress.
1: And what Janet is saying, especially when we're talking about younger kids, early elementary, Personally, I believe this applies to older kids as well. Coming to this from having homeschooled all those years, you can learn so much just through living. You build your literacy skills. You build your math skills. You can do that in the woods. You can do it in the backyard. Our kids are learning more about science and geography simply by living right now than they may have lived if school was going on as usual. I mean- Four months ago, none of us knew the word coronavirus. And now everybody knows what that is and how it spreads. And what it looks like. Yeah. And what it looks like. Good lord, what it looks like. <laughs> yeah.
2: So there is so much that is just practical living skills that if you're focusing on that, you know, you're in the kitchen, you're doubling a recipe. All of those things are getting deeply into your child rather than fill out this next worksheet because we've got to upload it and turn it in. That's not going to serve any of you. One mom said, I don't want to be my son's administrative assistant. She's feeling like she's dealing with the tech issues and how to get online. And then she's got to download and then upload. And and she's working from home mm-hmm. in her own job. And so there's a place where... I think that you know schools and teachers are working so hard, and I absolutely commend all of them, for all of you, for stepping into this whole new world, pivoting so quickly to bring education to students. And yet, what I'm hearing a lot of, too, is it's the relationship. It's that call from the teacher one-on-one. It's that, oh, our morning meeting in a Zoom room where I get to see my classmates. That is, that's the gold in this. It's not whether you finish that worksheet and get it uploaded.
1: I want to uh, bring out two really important points. First of all, I think we all have to realize that our kids likely, most of them, are not going to do better with online learning in the middle of a pandemic than they were doing before. And what I mean by that is if... Your son struggled with self-discipline, organization, motivation before, which so many of our kiddos do, developmentally appropriate, they're learning those skills, it's not going to be magically better now. It will probably be worse. So I think we all need to adjust our expectations. You know, it's easy to say that our boys need to step up their self-motivation and discipline right now. I'm 47 years old. I have been working from home for more than a decade, and I am struggling with self-motivation and discipline like you would not believe right now. And that's me. So we all have to reorient our expectations. It's okay to not be super motivated right now. That brings me to the second point. And the second point is it is crucial to communicate whatever is going on with you and your son to your son's teachers Mm -hmm. and to your son's school. yeah, Because like you said, they're doing the best they can to provide education and support with the tools that they have. They don't know what's going on in our houses if we don't tell them.
2: Good point.
1: If we don't tell them. And I am hearing reports from around the country where school districts are reevaluating what they're doing. They're changing things. I am going to need to address some of this with, uh, my kid today. Like for instance, I got an email from the gym teacher that they're supposed to be doing an online physical activity log and submitting it. I'm going to talk to my kid. Uh, honestly, I don't feel the need to write it down every day. And if he wants to, that's great. That'll make our lives easier. But if not, I am going to simply write a note to the gym teacher, to the principal and to the administrator and say, this kid is outside riding his bike. He's doing yard work. He's being physically active. And I don't have the time or energy to oversee a daily log right now.
2: There you go. And I think that's such a good point of just, you have to do what's right for your family. But I'm glad that you said, you know, it is important to communicate that to the teacher. I wanted to read this meme that I saw the other day. I guess it was a Twitter tweet. This is from Sean Peck 6. And he says, have you ever taken an online class? How about six at once when you were a teenager with spotty Wi-Fi? and school-ology crashing, and needing to share a device with siblings, while trapped at home, filled with fear
1: and anxiety. Yeah,
2: me neither. Let's cut these kids some slack.
1: Exactly. And remember that the teachers on the other side are likely experiencing it as well. So communication is going to be crucial here. I have another email in my inbox today from um, Sam, my 14-year-old, from his social studies and science teacher. And he had asked a question about something and she said, come to zoom. And he's like, I don't want to go to zoom to ask a 30 second question, which, which I get. And then I guess there was a 7 PM, uh, turn in deadline to turn in the homework. And he didn't turn his in until like 48 minutes later, he timed it. And so he was arguing that point and he's like, why can't it be midnight? And she's got her reasons, you know, she needs to get stuff in so she can prepare for the next day. But what he's dealing with is a brother who's in high school where his stuff has to be turned in by midnight, you know, so it's just communicating some of these details to help the teacher understand what's going on with you. We say it all the time, Janet, give each other grace. Yeah.
2: And I love that you said earlier about, you know, your kid isn't going to suddenly be turning things in on deadline. And it's just amplifying the issues that were likely there before. little resistance from our dear 14-year-old Sam. You know, he's he's developmentally appropriate. And it's not going to suddenly go away. It's amplified and by stress, by this whole new way of learning and by, by your household and your own everything that's on your plate. So yes, grace all around.
1: A related question I want to spend a little bit of time on. Um, a mom is asking about this whole self-motivation and discipline thing for high school juniors who are normally at this point where they are considering And making steps for what they want to do after high school she said that her son um, has always aspired to Air Force Academy but right now he just really doesn't have the self-motivation he's not taking activity towards those things I have a high school junior a few short months ago I was talking about you know we should probably start visiting some colleges and stuff and what I'm seeing in kids right now is they sort of feel like what's the point
2: it's that unknown future. It's that uncertainty. It's really hard to to see the trajectory that that was there three months ago. That is suddenly I don't know. Are we you know Are we going to have summer? Are we going to school in September? All of we don't know. It's all up. And so, I think that is you know Yes, there are some things that we can put into place with that future, but there's also a place where let's just take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Let's just get through the next three weeks. We don't have to make any major decisions in the next three weeks. If nothing happens in terms of your Air Force Academy preparation and application, you're probably going to be fine. I think that we're giving that out there just as like Taxes are no longer due on April 15th. They're due on July 15th. We as a world are going to be giving each other grace, expanding some boundaries, loosening some deadlines. We just simply have to.
1: And none of us know what that looks like exactly yet, which is uh, nerve wracking, but you're absolutely right. You know, the colleges are going to have to adjust what they look at in terms of admissions that hasn't happened yet, they don't know what that's going to look like. Um, What happens to our kiddos in in terms of, you know, grades and figuring out who advances and who can take which class, we don't know yet. And learning to get comfortable with unknowing is really difficult. I'm struggling with that. Are you?
2: Absolutely. And yet when we think about it, like that's a big part of life. I know. It really is. And and we and it's just amplified now. But really, in three months ago, there was still uncertainty and unknowing. We just had a little more structures in place around us to kind of hold that that center of chaos, I'll call it chaos that had us kind of feeling like we were in charge and we knew and we did because of all those structures. So now those are released. And I, I, as you were talking earlier, I was just thinking about, you know, this speaks so much to resilience, the human spirit and resilience. And it's also so much about staying in the present and not looking too far into the future you know three weeks ago i couldn't have told you we were going to be still sitting here in three weeks we might still be sitting here in three more weeks that freaks me out so i have to reel it back to okay what is today just today
1: i realized today while journaling that that's something that i was better At doing towards the beginning of this and I've lost over the last week I need to come back to that and when I my head starts spinning out of control and I feel myself getting anxious and unsettled or not even knowing what I'm feeling which is how it manifests for me sometimes just reel back in this moment I am safe I am fine I am secure and I'm I'm gonna have to remind myself of that likely multiple times today yes Yes. much less over the next week
2: yeah and i've been sharing with parents the 555 method which might be from oprah i'm not really sure i haven't resourced where that came from but it is simply what am i doing for the next five minutes this episode is sponsored by by heart
1: babies need to eat and whether you breastfeed or bottle feed Use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about ByHeart baby formula. ByHeart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk and BiHart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on BiHart have softer poops, less spit up and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only US-made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T.com Three month supply of Easy Melts Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's tridot Easy M E L T S dot forward slash
2: onboys. What just like think five, five minutes, five minute chunks. And that could be just your coping strategy for today. What's happening in the next five minutes. And then if you can expand that a little bit, okay, what's happening in the next five hours? What's today going to hold this afternoon? And then maybe think five days ahead, but any further than that, it's like going off the cliff. You can't, there's, we don't know. Yeah, We don't know. So I, know, I hope this is helpful. I just feel our listeners out there, Jen, just in various stages of coping, and you and I have talked about this too, like we have our good days and we have our really bad days. And on those bad days, you know what? I am going to take a nap on the couch and that's just how it's gonna be. And be okay with myself in that moment.
1: I took a three hour nap on Friday. Oh, it was yeah. meant to be a half hour nap, right? That was the plan. I don't know if I woke up and turned off my alarm. I don't even really know how it happened. But in hindsight, it was very clear to me that my brain and body just said, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, yeah. And sleep shut it all down for three mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. I was heavenly. And that's okay. That's a great
2: positive coping strategy. So I, that kind of leads me into, I know you've had questions about this and I have too. What do we do with our boys who are so angry right now?
1: I had a mom, um, she's asking about, you know, why is every single thing I say so annoying to my son? And she even said, example, time for cake. And you know he responded angrily and snippy uh, are you looking for something and he's just upset that's hard to deal with as a parent
2: you know i think that this is an opportunity to feel our feelings and to let our kids feel their feelings and hopefully you are sharing with your kids that yeah you're you're angry too And you're frustrated too, and you're overwhelmed too, and that you can talk about it and you can say, I'm frustrated, I'm overwhelmed, I'm done, I'm taking a three hour nap. And that really helped me reset. Let's think of some ways that we can help you reset.
1: We need to dig into this one a little bit more deeply. I think anger is the default emotion for our boys and for our men because it's the one. That is socially permissible right and so in the moment is not the time to say to your 16 year old well I understand you're acting angrily to everything I say because this is the one emotion society has permitted you to have
0: <laughs> In yeah, the no. moment
1: <laughs> that will not work but as a parent something to think about and I think we can talk about that to our boys in a calmer moment and using developmentally appropriate language. The conversation is going to be different with a six-year-old than with a 16-year-old. But this is an opportunity to dive into the fact that many people are reacting with anger because they haven't learned how to identify or name fear.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we can help our boys grow through this. Again, over the long term, not in the moment where he's snipping at you for asking if you wanted cake.
2: Right. I I love that you are highlighting that. The other piece about anger too for boys is that it's physical. It yeah. is a physical release of that built up story those built-up stress hormones, the adrenaline, the cortisol, which is absolutely why you have to get outside. And if you can't get outside, then you've got to figure out some ways to release some of that energy before it's an angry rage by jumping on the couch cushions, get a big cardboard box and pound it and whatever else you can think of for him to do and have him help you. Think of ways to just physically release that pent-up energy.
1: I'm finding that for myself, too. Like, normally, in normal times, I make it a point to go to the gym a couple times a week, which gives me a physical release. It gives me those endorphins, you know, it makes you feel good. Okay, I don't have that, which means it's all on me to figure out how to do it at home the reason why I go to the gym and take classes is because that's hard for me, right? So I'm having to try and find ways to get that release. And I'm struggling with that.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we have to try and help our boys do that at the same time. And it's tough. I've had moms ask me, you know, how do I basically push my team to come outside and go for a bike ride with me or go for a walk? Ah. <sighs> I don't know that pushing him is going to be helpful. Mm -mm,
2: mm -mm. And again, that comes back to what you were saying about the conversation of just recognizing how to look within, how to figure out, oh, I've been on screens for six hours today. Now my body feels a little, okay, what can you do? Junk food's not going to help it moving that energy through. How do you want to move that energy through? It might be, oh, let's do some jumping jacks. Let's turn on the Air Force Academy strength training or something that they're interested in that we can pull them into and that they can do to move that energy through.
1: We had Dr. Cara Natterson on last week, and she talked about the difference between like trying to make your kid do something versus educating them. And she points out our kids do want information and they want accurate information that they can use. So exactly what you just said, talk about this need to move this energy through and what are some ways you can do that? That's useful for boys.
2: And then help them connect their interests to, oh, you could do this. And that goes for school, that circles right back around Mm -hmm. to school work. And I have parents saying, you know, my son doesn't want to write. He doesn't want to do any of the assignments from school. Okay. Then it's time to get creative. And one mom's uh, son just got caught vaping. And so for his punishment, air quotes, punishment, he had to research and write a paper on vaping and big tobacco. And yeah, so research, writing, all the things, you know, that likely might not have been an assignment that school had given him, but that's what he got to do. You know,
1: I haven't heard this yet from parents, but I have been wondering about vaping and I've been wondering about drinking too. I have teenagers. I'm not dealing with with six-year-olds or 10-year-olds. We know, statistically speaking, a lot of our teens vape. Yep. And good numbers of them drink. Easier to do when you're at school and out of your parents' house. I would guess, you know, vaping is a habit. Drinking becomes a habit. These are physical habits. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we start hearing from parents who are catching their kids vaping or kids who are tapping into the liquor collection. And I think this needs to be dealt with with extreme compassion. I really, really do right now Um, because our kids are between a rock and a hard place and they can't hide it in the way they used to be able to. So if that is something that you're experiencing or a friend is experiencing, please encourage compassion and addressing this more from a a physical issue than a moral failing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. If they've been used to vaping, they could be going through withdrawal right now.
1: and Which could
2: play into some ugly. of the,
1: it could play into a lot of the irritability that people are seeing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Whoa. Yeah. So, There is so much here, parents, and I just encourage you to be easy with yourself. There are no have-tos. There are no shoulds. I have one one family who I coach with and the dad says, you know, if they're alive and fed by the end of the day, that's our bar right now. And of course, half-jokingly, right? But it's okay if they spend more time on screens. It's okay if you've had pizza three nights in a row. It is okay. Doing what you can to move the, move the needle forward. That's, you know, five minutes at a time. Recognizing too, and I want to speak to this because it has been on my mind a lot There are a lot of single moms out there, single parents who are doing this alone. There are many times in the day when you lose your mind and you yell and you scream and you throw things, however you manifest that, when you say things that maybe you wish you hadn't said. And there is always an opportunity for a redo always. So know that. And if you are struggling and really feel like you just can't cope, it is time to reach out. It's time Mm -hmm. to call not just a friend, call a professional, get some help. This isn't easy. It's completely unplanned and you deserve to have support. In whatever situation you are in. That was really good. We know that child abuse hotlines are being, the rates are going up and mental health hotlines, the calls are going up and that's okay. Make the call. If you feel like you're on the edge, make the call. Call me, reach out to me. I will Direct you, guide you, Jen, as well. We are here for you. You do not have to do this alone.
1: I want to encourage everybody as well. These specific situations we're dealing with are unique. But this whole helping guide your children, helping your children deal with their emotions, helping your children grow, you have been doing this for a year, five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years already. You have more skills. And are more capable than you realize. You're not going to feel like that every single day. Lord knows I don't. But so much of this really comes down to the basics that we tell you all the time. Love and connect with your sons. You cannot go wrong with that. And if you are struggling with those things, please reach out for help. We are here for you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.